He's a native Texan, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is The Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on a Friday morning in the Hill Country. A nice drizzly. It's still kind of warm out there. Yes, I confess I put shorts on because uh, get off the air today. I am, um, I am, woo, got that with three seconds left. Get off the air today. I'm driving south, heading down to the uh, Rio Grande Valley to do training for citizen activists who live a long ways away from the Capitol, but want to know how to get engaged at the Capitol. And so we're going down. I'm joining with True Texas Project. Uh, My class is tonight. I'll be participating tomorrow all day as well. And um, these are all things we've offered here in the Hill Country over the years. And uh, over the, uh, in fact, the uh, TLO training is what I'm going to be doing tonight. And we did that twice. I had over think between the two uh, classes here in the Hill Country, we had over 30, uh, maybe 40 people who took that class. And uh, so going down to the Rio Grande Valley to teach that again, and uh, along with all kinds of other things and looking forward to it. But yeah, I wore my shorts because I think it's going to get warmer the further I go south today. So we got some great guests lined up for you. We have uh, Jill Glover is going to be on here in a few minutes and going to give us an update on the Republican Party, um, uh, the Republican Party priorities and how they're moving along now that we're over halfway through the session. I also have, uh, and this is for our listeners up in Bell County. Uh, thank you for listening online. I know we've got Bell County listeners online. In fact, they contacted me and wanted to talk about some of the things going on in Bell County. And so I have uh, Marie Strotter, who is going to be here on here at the bottom of the hour. And uh, I'm looking forward to visiting with her. Not only is she uh, communications with the uh, Bell County um, Bell County Republicans, but she is also... Uh, part of an organization called African American Conservatives. And uh, so we've got her lined up for several shows, but today is going to be about what's happening up in Bell County. And so we have her on for a segment today. So it's a great show today. My mom is, uh, I hope my mom is safely ensconced in her wee little village in Northern Ireland. Um, about midnight last night was uh, in our time was when she landed in Dublin and uh, some friends of hers from Cole Rain drove down and picked her up at the airport and um, they uh, so maybe I don't know she might be recovering from the flight or she might it might be tea time um, it's about three o'clock over in Northern Ireland right now and mom may be sitting down to having her first tea time 
for her annual visit to Northern Ireland. So, Mom, I hope you're getting some sleep. We're all praying for you while you're over there and uh, just to uh, have a successful trip. So we got kinds of, we got things on uh, the calendar. Uh, Saturday, tomorrow, April 1st, um, there is going to be prayer in Kerrville, as there is the first Saturday of every weekend. And um, I, if someone will text me before the show is over, um, if this is not true, I still have it at Zion Lutheran Church on uh, tomorrow from one to two if it has moved to the um if it's moved outdoors then uh someone let us know about that please uh, before the end of the show and i'll correct that before the end of the show march the 7th um that's why it's not march <laughs> here we go april all right we have a candidate forum uh april 3rd Hill Country Youth Center, uh, Youth Event Center. Um, I have, let's see if I have more. I get, it says Kerrville ISD board candidates as well as Kerrville City Council candidates. Um, that is Monday night. Biblical citizenship class on Tuesday. That class, I'm assuming, is close to over. Um, but they would probably not at all mind if you came in and um, sat down and uh, finished the class, get a taste of what it's going to be lex- next time it is uh, up on the uh, up on the list. Next time they offer this class, if you want to go in and probably sit in on the last couple of classes to get a preview, I'm sure they would let you. Uh, do that. And so that is Tuesday night, 6 o'clock at Impact Christian Fellowship in Kerrville. All right. And um, and uh, let's see. I got a little bit of um, wisdom from Ben Franklin this morning out of Poor Richard's Almanac. And uh, it says, uh, let's see, let's pick of, uh, here we go. This is a good one. At 20 years of age, the will reigns. At 30, the wit. At 40, the judgment. Man, that's a good one. I don't think I've ever read one. I read that one. Your will reigns when you're in your 20s. Your wit reigns when you're in your 30s. And your judgment reigns when you are in your 40s. Folks, we're going to take a short break. And when we get back, we're going to have Jill Glover on the line. Y'all stay tuned. Rhinos hate him. I mean, out, come out wherever you are. He's Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. Ain't nothing like the real thing, The Hill Country Patriot. All right, we are back, and um, before we go to Jill Glover, I just got a text. In fact, uh, Jill, we may ask you to um, uh, to speak up on this. So right before you came on the air, I was announcing that there is a candidate forum for city council in uh, Kerrville. It was, it was lined up for this Monday evening, but the Democrats... Uh, all refused to debate, and so they canceled the forum. I'm disappointed in that. Um, I think they should have the forum and let the Republicans 
speak their piece and leave an empty seat for the Democrats who refuse to come. Good morning, Jill Glover. What do you think about that? Good morning, Matt. I am so glad to be on with you. Um, you know, that's a shame. Um, that really is, because you're right. Um, we are all about um, policy and uh, a debate of ideas. And when people don't show up to discuss and debate those ideas, and I think that we, the people, um, are disenfranchised in that way. So, um, yeah, they should go ahead and have the, the debate. And if they don't show up, that's, um, you know, that's too bad. Yeah, that's too bad. That's uh, that was re- that's really my attitude. So, anyway, yeah. for the listeners, the April 3rd forum that I just announced has been canceled so please don't go wherever it is you were going to go on Monday night to the forum that has been canceled. All right, Jill Glover, tell us um, why I'm talking to you about the legislative priorities for the Republican Party. Why you and not someone else? <laughs> well, um, I am the chair of the Legislative Priorities Committee for the Republican Party of Texas. This is my second um, session. Uh-oh. Um, Matt Rivaldi asked me to continue this time, so so that's why you got me. <laughs> no, I'm so glad it's you, but I just wanted people to know that you're that that you are. This is your job for the Republican Party, and uh, I say job because I don't think you're getting paid for it. This is your this is your volunteering for the Republican Party. This this actually is my ministry. Let's put it that way. I I spend money to do this. So yeah, <laughs> I know. Okay. I get it. I know a little. Okay. I know a lot of people you know like that. that. I sure yeah. do. Yeah. So let's get caught up. We had a list of eight legislative priorities. Um, as I've been tracking, actually l- using your list that is easily available at TexasGOP.org, um, and go over yes, to the hashtag TexasLedge. And the drop-down menu will take you to those priorities and priority reports. There's about 100, and last time I checked, 110 or 15 bills that we're following. Is that about right? I I think we're up to close to 150, and we will probably have a few more. Believe it or not, we are still um, reading and approving bills. You know, and, and it's music to my ears that you can rattle off our resources. So thank you so much for that, <laughs> um, because we do have great resources on the website, and we worked hard to get those, and we are continuing to add. But, you know, one thing that's really different about this session, Matt, is we have so many more. We have more than twice the amount of bills that we had last session filed for alleged priorities, and and that's a good problem to have. That tells me that uh, the legislators um, are more aware of the importance of our priorities, and so they are filing more bills. They're um, paying more attention to the eight legislative priorities. Um, you know, the the difficult thing is we're we're kind of scrambling to keep up because it's a lot of work. And I will say that we are going to begin to kind of narrow things down. And in the coming days, you will see. I think we're going to try to um, uh, delineate our more. Uh, the bills that are moving are the bills that we really want to move. Um, we'll start kind of narrowing our focus, and, and we will indicate that on the bill list. Um, because we're we're at the time in session now where there's things that are beginning to traction and get traction, and there's things that are beginning to stall. And we do want to let um, the grassroots and, and folks who are engaging with their elected officials know, you know, where to um, put some support and, and make those calls. So out of the eight priorities uh, that we have, 
Um, which are get, let's get give us one that you don't think is. We'll do the bad news first. Or is any one of the eight that you're looking at now going? This is not going to happen, or this is the, the, we're in trouble with the, with with this one of the eight. Any one of those we can we can boost up. Sure, you know I'll I'll be honest with you. The one that we have the least amount of approved bills for, and I'm I'm kind of seeing the least amount of movement on is securing the border, and arguably, you know, that's one of the most important ones. Um, so we. We thought we we had a bill. We may still have a bill, but it's um, there's there's still not much much movement. So um, that one I, th- I think is one that we need to pay some attention to. All right. So there you go. Heard it, folks. You heard it. We need to start digging around on border security um, bills yes, and seeing what we can do there. Now let's go to the good news. Which one of these eight priorities would you would you put money on right now in Vegas that would uh, that you think is going to go through and we're going to have success? Ooh, 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 ooh. Um, put money on in Vegas and the Texas legislature? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, anything can happen, and I am not going to jinx our success by, okay. um, by, by but going that far, here here's what I like to say. I like to say I am cautiously optimistic. How about that? All right. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and and this one is is near and dear to my heart, and, and it's the one that I chair the priority subcommittee for, and that's banning gender modification. So the good news is we have had um, much momentum on this priority, and compared to last session, um, where we had some good bills, but we just you know, and we we thought we might get something through, but it was delay, 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 um, and then of course we did not. Um, but this time around, our our uh, bills to ban gender modification have been scheduled for committee hearings uh, right off the bat. We have actually had those uh, committee hearings already. You were there Monday night uh, when we had the uh, hearing in the House, which was just um, a pretty incredible night. Um, yeah, I would say not. Not 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 completely in a good way with uh, the crowds there, but um, but in terms of momentum, I think um, I think that the uh, house in particular this time around genuinely sees the need and urgency of getting a bill to protect children because yeah. this obviously this whole gender modification or gender mutilation crazy business that is absolutely a business it's about dollars and billions of dollars in pharmaceuticals and surgeries and so-called mental health care um it it is is just growing exponentially by the day and and texas is kind of known internationally frankly for you know the quote resources we have here so i think i think our our legislators are seeing the absolute need to stop that and protect these kids um, now, I will be honest with you, you know, you saw the, the crowds um, Monday that night. at the Capitol uh, Monday night. Monday, right. not only, mo- but Monday all day. And were you still there at midnight, Jill? And Tuesday, I, I was there at midnight. And, and I will tell you, I um, it was very disconcerting to walk out of that committee room and uh, see the hallways um, uh Packed with folks who were unhappy with the, with um, you know this, uh, they're unhappy with it. They were screaming. They were blocking the um, the access to the elevators down the regular main hall. So we 
I was with some other ladies, and we were going out the back way, and we had to step over bodies because people were laying down in the hallways uh, pretending they were dead. I think it's called a die-in or something. And, right. You know, uh, it, it, was, it was nuts. And, it was pretty, um, it's it, very concerning. It was very noisy for a die-in. Mostly, yeah, right. uh, they went on. I, you know, Jill, I stuck around, right. um, got me a, yeah. a, a vantage point, and I shot video for about eight minutes. Um, it was, I tried to introduce myself to several people to have a conversation with them, um, and right. um, I cannot say what uh, one of the um, uh, persons, I'm not going to try to identify a he or a she, um, but what they right. wanted to do with a cactus in certain um, uh, certain parts of my body, that was how they introduced themselves to me. Um, so, oh yeah, oh I know it was crazy. So we've got that. So that bill, yeah. the the Senate version of that was it thirteen or fourteen or twelve? It was one of those. It went, uh, yes, it, it went through 14. the Senate, got approved by the Senate, it got approved in the committee, it got sent to the Senate floor, was voted on. Um, and is on its way to the House. And so that is how fast the Senate is moving on that bill. Well, we, it, it actually has one more one more vote in the Senate, which will be on, I, I believe it will be on Monday. Um, they have, there's, it's had second reading, and I think it's got, it's got to go to third reading Monday. Um, and then, then it should be, yes. All right, so if let's. I'm not mistaken. So we've talked about uh, the worst. We've talked about the one we have the right. most uh, confidence in. Um, how I know yep. yesterday there were hearings on uh, the Eric E R I C and uh, some yep. election things yesterday. I had no. Yep. I didn't pay any yep. attention to those hearings. Um, do, can, do you have any update on that hearing on the Eric, uh, the one Eric bill? There's a set of good ones, a set of weak bills for Eric, and a set of strong bills for Eric. And in my opinion, right. they heard one of the weak bills yesterday. Did you, does anybody have a feeling for how that went over in that? Uh, I, you know, I I think, and and I'll be honest with you, I I wasn't there. I did have to um, to get back home, but um, I'm, I'm pleased that the that those bills were heard yesterday. I think there is some traction on uh, passing the Eric bills, which would would really be great. And and that, as you know, is a bill having to do with cleaning up the the voter rolls. And we've been paying a whole lot of money to this company that um, is, let me just say, at best is is left-leading, right? Yeah, right. And so we we don't need to be involved in in that uh, company to clean our voter rolls. And so I think there is some realization of, of that not being an optimal thing and uh, desire to get us out of there. So, um, so yes, I, I'm, I'm optimistic about that. And the, the other one um, is uh, Representative Patterson's HD 900 on the explicit library books. Oh, yeah. Um, that, that's on, under our Stopping Sexualization of Children priority. And there, that one has much traction and support. We've even got um, a Democrat who is uh, in support of that um, representative theory. So... Um, we're we're very pleased at the movement on that, and um, again, I'm consciously optimistic. I've so gotten that's, that's a good thing. Yeah, there you. Go. I've gotten more comments on my testimony that night than I have on any other testimony oh. I have given. <laughs> I have gotten tons of pats on the back, including from you, I believe. And so, yes, Matt, you're te- you you were what. 
second up, and you just completely um, deconstructed, you know, the um, the the uh, argument that was being made by the Democrat trying to compare uh, the Bible to these explicit books, which was absolutely ludicrous. And you illustrate, I'm, I'm not going to repeat your testimony, but you, <laughs> you illustrated it beautifully, and I would encourage people to go and watch that, um, because that's a ridiculous argument, and, and you just blew him out of the water. So thank you for doing that. And I'm, I know you you have spent much time up at Capitol, and um, it is much appreciated. Well, Jill, um, we've got about a minute left, and I want you to give a word of encouragement. We still have lots of activists, people who want to get active yeah. in the Republican grassroots clubs and all the other clubs. Give us a word of encouragement. Yeah. Uh, what can we do to get more activists, more uh, conservatives up the Capitol? You bet. And, and you know what? I And I can genuinely say I'm encouraged. I mean, looking at last session, um, we really did a lot last session to raise awareness of the legislative priorities, and we, for the first time, we got one of the party's priorities uh, fulfilled with the permitless carry. Um, this time around, I think we have great um, odds of getting more legislative priorities passed this time, protect, particularly in the area of protecting children. I mean, that one is the one that we have seen more parents uh, moms, grassroots engaged about, and rightly so, because you look around at what's happening to kids in Texas and the nation, and they're they're being targeted. Yeah. And so um, we we're just we're seeing the legislature legislature respond to the grassroots and to um, their engagement. And so I would encourage folks go to your local clubs, go to the website uh, Texas T E X A S gop.org and look under hashtag text ledge there you go jill it's great we're up against a hard stop here and i need to let you go thank you very much we will thank you for what you're doing with the republican party and for your ministry and we'll see you at the capitol next week yes sir thank you matt have a great day all right i will all right there you go folks we're going to take a short break and we're going to try to get our next guest on the line y'all stay tuned there's more where that came from. Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. I'll be back. All right, folks, we are back. Back. You're listening to the Matt Long Show on the Hill Country Patriot on your FM dial 104.3 FM, 102.1 FM, or like all my friends up in Bell County this morning, and my mom over in Northern Ireland, and uh, my friends up in the Panhandle, um, and uh, who listen uh, online, streaming live at hillcountrypatriot.com. Tell your friends about it. You can listen in any country except, I think, North Korea, um, Afghanistan, and uh, there was. A, I got banned in three countries, Marie, and I can I can always name two of them. I can never remember the third. I have on the line with me M Marie Strotter, who is from Bell County, and reached out to me to uh, for several things. In fact, I'm looking forward to having more visits with Marie. Um, but today we want to talk about the Bell County uh, 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 GOP and some of the events they have coming up. They have debates coming up for um, 
Uh, they, uh, I'm going to let Marie tell us about the debates coming up. Marie, good morning and welcome to the Matt Long Show. Good morning, Matt. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, there are uh, three debates coming up. Two for the school board. Uh, one is the Colleen ISD Place 4 debate, which is the fourth next week. Uh, the Belton ISD school board debate, which is the 13th. And then we have a mayoral debate for Harker Heights, which is on April the 3rd. And so, as you know, uh, I heard your uh, chat with Jill Glover, who I've always said I want to be when I grow up. You want to be a Jill <laughs> She's my Glover. Hero. Uh-huh. Yes, I want to be Jill Glover when I grow up. She's my hero. Um, but, you know, as, as you were talking about with her, all the people that have shown up at the Capitol, it's really, really important um, that we have this right in our constitutional republic to be able to vote for those who represent us. Mm. So these are opportunities to hear the people that will be running for office, and uh, you can find out what their policy positions are, be able to understand a little bit more about who they are as a candidate, and uh, be able to exercise your right to vote. Mm-hmm. If you had, let me ask you because this just happened in Kerrville, and I announced an upcoming event, a a, a candidate forum, and uh, the liberals had decided not to show, and so they canceled the forum. What is that? Um, is that? Uh, and I'm not. I'm not being. I guess I am being critical of that organization. But just let me ask you: uh, if if the the the, uh, uh, the liberals were to call you over the weekend and say, "Look, none of us are showing up at your candidate forum," would you still have your forum? Would you continue with your forum? I believe that we would, because here's the thing: it's an opportunity for people to get to know who you are. And yes, okay, we tend to be partisan at times where we have a Democrat, I mean, we, go, we use these labels, right, Democrat and Republican. But if I'm a candidate and um, I am trying to do what is right by my constituents, it may be that I'm going to what is perceived as a hostile territory, you know, where I, I know that there may be people that may not agree with me. But you never know where there are points of commonality. There are some things I would imagine that we can agree on. As Jill alluded to, there is a Democrat who sees the point that we're making with these, you know, the hashtag that that Kristen Bentley's been using, filthy books. Um, You know, if you've got eyes, you can read it for yourself and see that this is really objectionable material. And so there are points of, of, of commonality, I think, that we all have. And I think really, truly, if you think about it, the media would have us believe that we're really, really far apart. Right. You know, but I think that as common sense Americans um, that have children that we love, that have jobs in our communities, uh, this is at the municipal level. And so I think that there are things that we share more than we disagree on. So to waste an opportunity to show up and talk about your platform when there might be people that are on the fence right. um, is really a shame. Absolutely. By the way, folks, uh, Bell County, the Bell uh, County uh, GOP has a really awesome website. It is belltxgop.org. Very, very well put together. Um, I have a question about, and this is one that this is one of the burrs under my saddle in local elections. We have been told for years and years and years that local elections are nonpartisan. And so I've had Republican officials in numerous different places 
tell me that that means, what that means is that the Republican Party is just not allowed to get involved in local um, local races. And that is so not true. How, how do you all deal with that in Bell County? Um, uh, talk to me about that in Bell County. Well, they are supposed to be nonpartisan, and by that it means that you have to invite all candidates. Now, all candidates don't have to show up, as you talked about in Kerrville, but the, uh, the offer needs to be made. And mm-hmm. so I think that, you know, a lot of our politics, um, you, you can't stay squirreled away in your R box or your D box. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to <clears throat> get along with other people and uh, be able to do the governance that needs to be done for your constituents. And so some of the people in Bell County are Democrats. Some of the people in Bell County are Republicans. Some are independent. Some are apathetic. Um, And so your representatives are going to represent all of those people. They have to get to know all of those people. And so you may not feel that you fit in any of those boxes, but as a responsible citizen, you need to go and show up and find out who the people are that are representing you and make the best choice possible. What do you see? I'm looking, you've got the Harker Heights uh, mayoral debate on April 3rd. Um, and in your ISD, you also have a county executive committee meeting coming up. Um, another, a Belton ISD school board uh, debate. Let's, uh, let's start with your school boards and uh, tell me what it is in Belton and Colleen. Is clean as that? Uh, yeah, that's also an ISD. What is the topic there that is getting people um, engaged or plugged in? What will be the major topic of discussion in your school board meetings? Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, when this government uh, labeled parents as domestic terrorists for just going to school board meetings, to talk about uh, some of the disgusting books that are in there, some of this crazy ideology that's creeping into our schools. That activated a lot of parents. And our built-in ISD folks are really on it. Hillary Hickland, there are a number of really uh, engaged moms and dads at that level. Um, And so the school boards have really, uh, parents have really been on it in Bell County to talk about uh, what's happening in our schools with these books and this indoctrination and really making sure that their voices are heard and represented. They're showing up at all of the school board meetings. They are writing letters. They are very activated. They're very engaged. And that's what it's going to take to win this ideological battle. Mm. You know, you mentioned Hillary Hickland. She drove down to Fredericksburg a couple of months back to spend a full day in our training for school board um, uh, candidates. And uh, then I saw her at the Capitol on, I don't know, one mm-hmm. of the three twenty-four, one of the three days this yes. week I was up there all day. Um, is she, and I should have asked her, Did she? is she running for a school board place or is that planning ahead of time? You know, I'm not fully aware of what her plans might be, but I would say this as an individual, uh, she is amazing. And uh, if I would support her for anything that she ran for, but uh, I, I, I'm not aware of any plans that she might have currently. Okay. Um, what about your the, the mayor and city council? What is the biggest issue in uh, Bell County when it comes to city elections? What are people talking about up there for city elections? 
Well, you know, um, Bell County uh, in Colleen, on the Colleen side, it is a little bit more uh, of a mixed bag, if you will, of different political ideologies. But Harker Heights is is pretty conservative. And so um, it, it's a great city to raise kids. It's uh, a, a beautiful city. And so I, I think this is going to be of interest to a lot of people uh, to be able to get to know their candidates better, to be able to uh, hear the platform that different people have, to be able to uh, make Bell County a better place and, and Harker Heights in specific, because as you know, you know, so many people are moving to Texas now and Bell County, you know, uh, where you are uh, is um, proliferating, but also uh, people want to be near Austin and Austin is just growing and it's really unaffordable for a lot of people. So you see people moving into Bell County, into Colleen, into uh, Harker Heights and other places. So it's rapidly expanding. So our government needs to be able to keep up with that. And so there are a lot of issues related to growth and how to do that sustainably. So um, I mentioned earlier in the show that you are going to be on here for several other reasons. Well, let's get the golf tournament out on, uh, out on, this is a ways away, but we got a lot of golfers and I'm telling, all right, golfers right now, get your calendar out, get your calendar out because there's going to be a conservative cup golf tournament. I'm telling you, that is a Conservative Cup golf tournament. Tell us about that. It's on June 23rd. So tell us a little bit about that. Get get that on people's calendars. Well, it is a way to support our uh, local Republican Party. It is a golf tournament. We are still looking for sponsors. So if you are a business, uh, please go to the Bell County website, as Matt so graciously announced. It's belltxgop.org. You can find out all the details there. You can purchase tickets. You can also uh, sign up to be a sponsor for that uh, fundraiser for us. And also, uh, you can find out about our Slack channel. We are pretty technologically advanced, I think, in Bill County. So we have a very active Slack channel. So if you want to know anything about politics in Bell County, uh, that is the place to go, belltxgop.org. And uh, definitely, we'll get you pulled into a Slack channel. That's how I got to do what I'm doing for Bell County. I just, I was just interested. I wanted to know what was going on in my local Republican Party. Mm-hmm. Join the Slack channel. Next thing you know, I'm the communications director for the, the party um, here in Bell County. So uh, we will find a place for you if you are interested in doing anything. There's no job too small, no job too big. Uh, and we're happy to find a place for you. All right. Now, one more reason. I went to your Substack. I want to tell people about your Substack. Now, this is changing a little bit different. We're not, uh, we're moving away from the uh, Bell GOP right now, just for a second. And I am going to have Marie on here for a, a full length interview on what she's doing. But her uh, Substack, and if you want to write this down, A. A-A-C-O-N-S, A-A-C-O-N-S dot substack dot com. And the A-A-C-O-N-S, what does that stand for, Marie? African American Conservative. And you, or your part in that is? I was one of the co-founders, and it's a crazy story. It's back in 2009. 
uh, Barack Obama had just been uh, elected as president. And people were coming up to me congratulating me on my president because I would guess we share the same pigmentation. Therefore, we must share the same ideology. And that was absolutely not true. So, you know, as we do, I was homeschooling my three children. And uh, around the dinner table, we would kind of... And I realized I wasn't really modeling a a true redress of grievances for my kids. Mm -hmm. Um, So I decided to find other black conservatives and just to find a space where we could talk about things that impact our community, such as at that time, um, unemployment in the black community was, uh, you know, pretty significant. Um, It was double trouble that of our white counterparts. Um, And also... Uh, unemployment by uh, black teens was, I think, at 30, 40 percent at that time. Mm. So things like that. Of course, the issue of life is always one in the black community. It's in all co- uh, conservative communities. But in the black community, when you realize that most of these uh, Planned Parenthoods are in, uh, of course, I was living in California at the time. <laughs> Don't yeah. know that against him in Texas now. Uh, but, you know, at the time. Um, and so a lot of these Planned Parenthoods are in um, communities of color. Um, and they are targeting our women. And so um, we wanted to find a place to talk about those issues. And so uh, I found a few other folks, and we started a website to talk about these issues, and we wanted to highlight some candidates that were running. And next thing you know, we've got guests, like we had Donald Rumsfeld on, we had Newt Gingrich on, we had Ben Carson on, Tim Scott, Alan West. Um, That's where I met Alan West, and I served. Uh, under Chairman West for the the RPT. Uh, And so, yeah, we had a number of of guests that came on, and it turned into a podcast. And so now it's our Substack, as you mentioned, aacons.substack.com. And so we still have a lot of guests. This week it's James Rosen, who's going to talk to us about his book on Antonin Scalia. And uh, it's, it's been a great ride. All right. Folks, uh, we are completely out of time. Marie, thank you so much. Let's give the websites for uh, your Bell County. It's belltxgop.org. And for African American conservatives on Substack, aacons.substack.com. And uh, um, Marie, we're going to get you on here for sure in the future. Uh, for a much longer discussion about what you're doing with African-American conservatives and your podcasts and all that. Thank you so much for reaching out to me because you reached out to me, and I want to thank you for doing that, and it's an honor to get to know you, and I'm looking forward to having you on the air again. Thanks so much for having me, Matt. God bless. All right, folks, uh, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back with a message from Michael Quinn Sullivan. Y'all stay tuned. Texas politicians fear him. He's Matt Long. The Hill Country Patriot. Who do you love? You know, I guess nobody called Harley this morning. You know, if y'all got y'all gonna have to help me out. If you want to hear Ted Nugent on Fridays, you know, I did that for a long time. Had that uh, Ted Nugent bumper music all days on Fridays, and I just loved it. It was my way to, uh, get, you know, wrap up the week. And uh, 
all of that's just disappeared. And so what, see, what I need y'all to do is call Harley during his show and uh, say, Harley, Harley, give Matt some Ted Nugent on Fridays. This, this, any pressure from the outside will uh, really help me out, you know, because he's my boss. And so for me to go demand things from him, that, that just ain't cool. So, um, but if he hears from listeners and they say, you know, Harley, that, that Matt sure could use some Ted Nugent. It would improve his Fridays so much better. Speaking of Fridays, for crying out loud, be nice to the tourists. I'm going to be a tourist this weekend. Um, in fact, uh, I want you to pray for me while I'm on the road this weekend. Um, I know there's a bunch of folks, uh, a handful of folks traveling from the Metroplex to go to this training in Harlingen. Um, pray for them. Pray for us in our presentations in Harlingen all day today or this evening and all day tomorrow and cover me on the road both going and coming back. And uh, we would uh, really appreciate that. I have a message from Michael Quinn Sullivan, Friday Reflections. Um, and if you got, if you get um, your emails from the uh, Texas uh, Scorecard, then every Friday you're going to get a well thought out um, uh, essay from Michael Quinn Sullivan. Most of the time, he's uh, allowed other people to uh, write that uh, Friday reflection. Um, but this one's called Tolerance Became Dominance. It should be obvious now that the gay rights movement was never about tolerance. It was always about dominance. Time after time, on issue after issue, by refusing to fight the secular left from the moral high ground, conservatives, and more specifically Christians, find our culture struggling under the weight of moral degeneracy. The left has been fighting to undermine biblical values for a long time. They have attacked the sanctity of life. They have attacked the centrality of the family. They have attacked the relevance of manhood. They have attacked the notion of womanhood. In each case, the left's talking points began with, quote, tolerate this. And ended with, quote, you have no choice but to approve and celebrate it. As people of faith, we must recognize our culpability. We allowed the idea of tolerance to be, redef to be redefined into the highest of virtues. And so, not wanting to upset the civic apple cart or appear in violation of secular morals, we sat silently by. Even, quote, conservative pastors in, quote, Bible-believing denominations capitulated, at best preaching self-help pablum so as not to offend those who hate the gospel, and at worst, abusing scripture to justify every sin endorsed by the radical left. When someone had the temerity to speak out, they were accused of engaging in a, quote, culture war. We all should have been so engaged. There has been a war going on. One side has just simply been content to wave a white flag. Consider the twisted knot of the modern feminist movement. It was founded on the notion that women created in the image of God deserved equal rights under the law. We can all wholeheartedly agree with that. Pioneers like Susan B. Anthony held that women should be treated equally and be equally responsible under the law. 
She, Susan B. Anthony, opposed abortion on religious and moral, on religious and practical grounds, holding the abortion was a tool of oppression. Yet, in the intervening century, feminists, led astray by the left, embraced that tool of oppression. In alliance with the gay rights movement of the 2020s, feminists allowed womanhood to be openly mocked. In drag shows, women are reduced to objects of sexual fetish with the full approval of the feminists. A man, a man was named USA Today's Woman of the Year in 2022. On International Women's Day 2023, the Biden White House presented the Woman of Courage Award to a man. In the 1990s, Americans were told to just tolerate homosexual behavior. What happens in the privacy of someone's bedroom? Dot, dot, dot. We were told repeatedly. It was an easy, comfortable lie. To transform American society, the left didn't present studies. They gave us will and grace and modern family. We weren't drowned in data points. Instead, the publications were flooded with cherry-picked profiles of homosexuals just wanting to be, quote, tolerated. Tolerated by culture, right up until the point the left could dominate culture. Today, private businesses are forced to celebrate gay marriage, threatened not just with private lawsuits, but with government action. The demand to tolerate what two men do privately in their bedroom 25 years ago has become a demand that prepubescent children be subjected to teachers talking about their sexcapades and fetishes in the classrooms. The request for tolerance was always a precursor to dominance, and it isn't just about the actions of abortion gender surgeries or homosexuality those are symptoms as we are reminded in paul's letter to ephesians we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against rulers against the authorities against the cosmic powers over this present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places the war for culture of our republic is a war waged by the forces of evil unless we want to see this present darkness dominate our land we must commit ourselves to being fully engaged in the spiritual war y'all stay tuned for lorraine